0: Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic, advice for female chiropractors' most
1: stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, moming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick.
0: Hey everyone, this is Dr. Lauren Renslick and I'm your host of the She Slays the Day podcast. Yes! Um, Okay, so are you getting the weekly slay emails? If not, what's up with that? So if you're listening to this podcast, that means that you get my super weird and slightly offensive personality. And therefore, you're my friend and you should sign up for an additional dose of me. So every Sunday night, I send out a short little inspiration for your week. Um, This is meant to like make you feel all empowered, like Beyonce and shit. And uh, to do something cool, either to make yourself a better person, hashtag empathy, uh, or go on and change the world. All right. They're probably we're probably not going to figure out how you can change the world in four to six sentences. But I don't know. I don't want to limit myself or you and what you and I can do together with these emails so to sign up for these free emails go to podcastcom forward slash besties and then you'll be my bestie speaking of friends um this review today is a shorty but a goody so if you think that you need to like get all like in touch with your feelings to write a good review for me you're wrong these can be really quick um the really only thing is, is that they can't be insulting. Nope, I take that back. They can also be insulting. I would totally read an insulting review. Um, but anyways, this one's not insulting. So it is titled Finally by Christine Helen. So it says, I am so excited for this platform and community. It's time for female chiropractors to speak out, lift each other up, and love our patients in the process. Hell yeah. So that is five stars. Thank you, Christine Helen. I really appreciate that, that you took that time to do that real quick. So today we have a powerhouse chiropractic woman, um, Dr. Kate Jones. I met her, I tell you a little bit how we met, um, when we start talking, but like we, you, <laughs> we're like two forces at a chiropractic convention that like you know you can just like see like you you and I we are cut from the same cloth yes okay we're gonna be friends um so she's a family chiropractor dedicated wife and playful mama of two uh her transition to and through motherhood I've heard her speak on it um it started in chiropractic school and it's really been an interesting one that shaped her into the powerful woman she is today So she is a Kairos training culture lead facilitator, and she shows up as a strong female example just within that Kairos training uh, culture community. She's also an advocate for her son who has dynamic needs. She provides an empowering voice and support for parents of children with a variety of special needs. Her and I actually in our conversation um, within like three minutes we were talking about her son who has i like how she puts it dynamic needs uh she called that out and i was like "Ooh, i like that i'm going to use that because my daughter charlie totally has dynamic needs so in her first year of practice she created an expansive and loving community while working 20 hours a week raising two kids supporting her husband's booming career and overcoming postpartum depression and anxiety naturally so along with blooming in her chiropractic practice she's developed an eight-week program where participants learn her selfish method for better understanding their own needs for self-care and self-love she's most excited about continually connecting and pouring into her tribe whether it's speaking on stages podcasts or facilitating in the kairos training culture community so, before we get to that discussion, though, I do have to tell you all about something awesome. If you haven't checked out the page She Podcast.com forward slash savings, you need to. So, we've got 10% off the beautiful spine and musculoskeletal system watercolor paintings by none other of Sandy Spines. Um, check out her gorgeous Etsy store for not just 10% off your order, but a free sticker when you use promo code She We also got you 20% off your first month of health and fitness coaching with. Megan Sanby. If you don't know who she is go back listen to episode 10 where you'll hear her helping me as I um, just blabber on about my own issues. I carry around body image self-love and weight and she can help you with your own blah, 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 that you have in your head that you've been carrying with you for probably decades. So mention She Slays when you do your intro call with her to save 20% off your first month. And then lastly, my favorite resource that we added to our clinics in 2019 is something called the Progressive App by Connected and Inspired Media. So this is an app that helps you, the doctor, save time in delivering stretches, exercises, and other educational tools to the pregnant women and the moms and dads in your clinic. And of course, save 20% off your first month by mentioning She Slice. So for information on how to contact or find those people, go to podcastcom forward slash savings. And now you know what time it is. It's prayer time. Um, if you're able to, just stop what you're doing for 30 seconds. Be present with us. If you're multitasking, like, let's just all connect together through this microphone. Dear God, thank you so much for the conversations like this that we have on the show today um, that are being had everywhere now. Um, Women expect so much perfection out of ourselves and it can seriously drive us mad and anxious and ultimately drives us away from you and farther away from the purpose that you have for us on this earth. Help whoever needs to hear this message today to hear it loud loud and clear. They are more valuable than clean laundry being put away in a Marie Kondo folding fashion. They are more valuable than a shuttle bus for their kids to practice, Um, help everyone listening to dig deep inside themselves, determine what they need as a human to be fueled and empowered and passionate to make a difference. In your name we pray. Amen. And now, without further ado, the powerhouse woman, Dr. Kate Jones. Okay, so listeners, today on our episode of She Slays the Day, we have Dr. Kate Jones. Woo whoop! Hey! <laughs> um, and I like it when I have somebody on the show that I've met before in person. Yeah. Um, I always do like a pre-talk before, so we've gotten to talk meet each other at Devin Brana's big idea event this past September. And then we got to talk on the phone and pregame. And I should have been recording that phone call because (laughs) we went went zero to 60 on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is a girl cut from, we are cut from the same cloth because it started with, how is your morning going? You talked about drop off. And within three minutes, we were talking about like deep parenting, like Cairo concepts. So it was good. We dropped in. Jumped into jumped the in. okay. So I saved a very hard question for you. I, <laughs> um, I knew I was going to need. I knew I was going to need a woman who wears lots of hats. Um, you know, and you definitely. When I mentioned actually at the big idea, I was like, "That's who I'm going to talk to about." <laughs> so I'll read the question, and then we can just start dissecting it. Yeah. So this question comes from Dr. Amy. Um, and she says hi she slays i'm currently suffering from overwhelm and constantly putting myself at the bottom of the list of priorities I'm 36 have three kids ages 3 9 and 11 and a husband whose career is the breadwinner He likes it and doesn't have an interest in leaving the corporate world I absolutely love my practice. So I wouldn't want to cut back But i'm just trying to figure out how it all adds up as there's only so many hours in a day Right now, I'm in solo practice for a pediatric and prenatal practice in the suburb I live in. We're almost 100% cash, see about 150 patients a week. My hours are 8 to noon and 3 to six, four days a week, and 7 to 2 on Friday. We have parents that help take the kids to practices and help transport, but I don't feel like they can commit more, and I don't want to delegate it all. I want to actually be there sometimes. So if it was only about balancing practice and my kids, I got it. But then when you start asking me to get gym time in, friendships, reading self-help books, journaling, meditating, uh, there's an exclamation mark and question mark there. (laughs) Meditating? (laughs) Meditating! (laughs) (laughs) Then the wheels fall off the cart and I just can't. How do you do it all?
1: Oh man.
0: So, I, I always like answer is, that. How do you do it all? The question. This is <laughs> the question. I'm gonna uh, have zero uh, more people writing in after this because everyone's just like, yep, yeah, mic drop. That's uh, me too. I want to know that one. Uh-huh. Know that one.
1: Right. Can you please answer this one on the on the meta of this whole entire thing? Yeah. Okay, so where do we want to start
0: with this? Is the real the I real- feel like I have a visceral, like I almost can't keep it down whenever I'm asked the question, how do you do it all? Like, it's like, I can't help but respond with like, I, I don't like, yeah. and I feel like that's becoming more and more of a standard thing that um, we're talking about in society. So it, yeah. that it's like, no, 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 there, this is a false perception that we just need to retire that yeah. everybody out there is doing it all. Yeah. But like
1: Beyonce is doing her fucking laundry. No. We no. got to, we got to delegate and outsource some stuff, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I guess that's where I would start is like, it seems like, I don't know. So, okay. So what does, why don't you, oh, this is good. Sometimes I get about 20 minutes into an interview before we start unraveling this. Why don't you give your background? That's important. Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> you have no idea who I am. I know. <laughs> greatest.
1: I'm topic, you know? <laughs> we just jumped right on and we were like, oh yeah, by the way, um, Yeah. So hi, everyone who's listening. I'm Dr. Kate Jones. I practice out in Oakland, California uh, at the Source Chiropractic with my husband, Dr. Brett Jones, um, and many other incredible, amazing chiropractors, Dr. Jordan Fairley, Dr. Austin Ivan, Dr. Lauren Alders, Dr. Dylan There's We've got like a crew of six of us in there. It's really, really freaking fantastic. Um, I'm also a part of Kairos Training Culture, um, which is globally, all over, doing incredible things for artistry development, business development, and intentional living, Um, not only for chiropractic students and chiropractors, but again, the public. Um, We have, Brett and I have two kids. We've got a little boy, Jax, who's five, Willow, who's two. Um, I, yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm painting this picture of like, we wear a lot of hats because I think that's important too, because some people might see me in a space as like, oh, Dr. Kate at the source or, oh, Dr. Kate at, you know, a Kairos event or, oh, she's, you know, doing school drop off and you know, what the hell else did, where where else does she go during the day? Right. Um, And so when we are these multifaceted beings, I think the biggest thing that we can really pay attention to is what, what are our biggest needs that we want to get met? Right. Um, and that's something that I also have developed a, an eight week course called selfish. That's all around it, the tagline on it is how to unapologetically give a shit about yourself, which is important. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, especially, I mean, for anybody, whether you have kids or whether you don't have kids, but really building that sustainable structure and foundation of taking an inventory of where are you in these very important parts of your life, whether it's, you know, your romantic relationships, your friendships, your business, um, your, you know, connection to spirit, God, you know, the all, whatever you want to call it. How do you, how do you speak to that? Um, where are these different places that you can find your own self-love and self-forgiveness and self-evolution and when we when we start to dissect all these pieces of who we are, it can kind of get a little overwhelming. And then that's where I feel like the bigness of this question of how do you do it all comes in? Mm-hmm. Because I think we've been programmed into thinking that we have to sign up for this one piece of our identity and go so far into only identifying with that one quote unquote role that when we feel the need to shift and be dynamic, we
0: start freaking out a little bit. I love that word dynamic. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that um, one of the first things that needs to happen and hopefully Dr. Amy's done this, but like before writing in to me, I would love, like, I hope that she's had a conversation with her support. Um, And basically, because what happens is, is like, you know, you you know, like when you, when you throw kids and careers in the mix and bills and conferences and practices, you fall into marital default. And like, I don't want to alienate like anybody who isn't married and having kids and like I, that's a whole different level of overwhelm that'll be a different topic that we'll talk about a different day but today yeah. this is the married woman with kids and like you kind of fall into this um survival mode of mm-hmm. like he unloads the dishes i load the dishes i pick up wednesdays and thursdays he drops off here and so yeah. like somewhere along the line just there's this unspoken like you do this, I do that. You zig, yes. I zag. We, this is a well-oiled machine. And so what needs to happen is uh, one of the cogs in the wheel needs to, I would recommend doing this on a calm day. Not like when you're like freaking Losing out, it. like this isn't working. Be like, I, we need to talk. This isn't working. This is not an attack on you at all. This is just me as your wife. And a part of this relationship, saying like, I can't sustain this anymore. So before I start, like, my health starts going downhill, or you know, yeah, my mental and physical health starts going out downhill. Let's uh, let's collaborate. Let's figure yeah. out. So because I can't sustain this. And one of my
1: one of my favorite tools with that too is. Um is utilizing nonviolent communication, which is really about needs-based communication. So when we look at our our feelings or our emotions, they're really the downstream effect of a need that's either being met or a need that's or a need that's not being met. Again, this is something that I, that is a big concept within that. It's also something that I teach in selfish, and it's also again the the foundation of communication that Brett and I use in our marriage. So it's like, we don't really wait for things to, it it requires also radical presence with yourself as well as with your partner, because then you're not leaving anything to be, um, kind of vague or like, I'm going to be resentful about this. And I'm just not going to say anything. It really comes down to, you can communicate not from an, an emotional, uh, not from an emotional place, but from a place of understanding, like, Hey, um, So I'm feeling upset or overwhelmed or exhausted or tired. And it's because my need for recuperation is not being met or I'm feeling disconnect or, um, distance. And it's because my need for communication is not being met. I'm not feeling, um, as, What's another good one that I can use that comes up a lot with people in their relationships? Oh, I'm not feeling as connected from an intimacy level. It's because my need for love and appreciation isn't being met. So again, when we can identify what it is that's happening, the things or the the shit that's on top of it, it then doesn't become like, You didn't unload the fucking dishwasher. It's like my need for for connection wasn't met because you came home and you started doing a whole bunch of other stuff rather than like having a moment to see me and for me to see you. Because it is true. It's like when we get really, really busy, we fall to our default patterns of safety. Mm -hmm. And when we know that we have somebody that's incredibly reliable, that we've been in this like team response you know, to life with one another, you do get in a rhythm and that rhythm is incredibly effective too. And there is also the moment where you need to go, hey, I still see you. And making sure that you're carving out the time to still see that person as who they are, who they're continuing to evolve into and who they are in the present moment. Because that was a big thing that came up with Brett and I a few years ago was I had gotten so dropped into my own fight or flight sympathetic patterns of like, shit, I'm in grad school. I We had a new baby. There was so much going on. Like he was just starting in practice. Like we had legitimately freaking crazy shit going on. And it was like three years of me, like not paying attention to myself at all, not advocating for what my needs actually were. I was upset all the time that he was traveling, even though I knew it was like a great, that was building and it's become this incredible community that we have that, you know, we pour into and pours into our family as well. But for me, it was like, I was building resentment because I wasn't getting my own needs met. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is we also see opportunities where we will enter into partnership as independent people, but then we fall to codependent patterns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So That, not to say that this is what's happening at all in this relationship, but but the bit to pull out of it is when I can fully understand what my individual needs are and then take and create appropriate action towards getting those needs met and not feel guilty about it. That's another thing that comes up for moms is like, we feel guilty taking time for ourselves.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So hold on. I have like so many notes. I'm like, all right. I know the next 17 (laughs) things we're going to talk about. So what, (laughs) um, what are there just common needs? You know, you talking along this pattern with, I'm sure this comes up a lot with like your patients. It's just, you know, when something's on your heart. So are, what are, if I was like Amy and I'm like, okay, well I need to eat food and I need to sleep. Like if we don't know much about what some of the needs are of, Humanity. What are some of the more common ones you listen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and there's really great. We can even probably link it too, because sometimes with with starting with this language, it is difficult to find. Like, oh man, like that yeah, was going to be my next question of how the heck do you start training yourself and your? Yeah, and you can even look at um, one of the great things that you can look at, even on like the Center for Nonviolent Communication. They have a one pager that is a needs inventory. And so sometimes we can't communicate what we want because we don't have the language for it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so exercising the language of that will also help open up the awareness and the consciousness around the concept. And then we're more able to step into places of facilitating those types of conversations Mm -hmm. because you know, like if you were trying to describe something that was a certain color, but you'd never seen that color before, how the hell would you describe it? Yep. If you're trying to describe an emotion that you're feeling, but you don't have a word for it, how are you supposed to communicate it? And then if you're feeling that emotion, you're like, well, shit, I don't even know what this means. I, I didn't even know that this was a need that was lacking because I don't know what my needs are. Right. But when you have like a list, that's like, okay, I can look through and be like, hmm, is this a need for connection? Is this like, I need to feel supported or do I not feel safe? Right. And they're right. very different they're both needs for connection, but it's like, okay, what, what do I, what do I actually need in this moment? Um, so
0: the, there were some common ones that kind of like go together.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of the ones that come up that I see with people are typically they have a need for, um, community is a big one that comes up for people, especially for moms, love and intimacy are other ones too, because you kind of, it's this whole relearning of like who you actually are after you have a kid. Um, another big one that comes up for people is like freedom and independence. Um, but you can also look at like hierarchy of needs, which will take you from the bottom of like your most, um, your most, what do I want to call it? Why can't I use the word? Basic. Basic. Yeah. Like your physiological needs. Yep. Right? Like, how do I, I need water. I need yep. <laughs> food. Yeah. Uh, and then moving up into, you know, safety needs of like, okay, like, do I have a roof over my head? How am I doing? You know, then you have love and belonging and then, you know, self-esteem. And then you're going up to self-actualization, which is higher levels of consciousness and, and evolution in a whole new way. But it's a little difficult to land into, Self-actualization needs getting met. If you're like, I'm starving. Yep. So, so I actually rewind. Really
0: I said the first step is like, okay, you need to sit down with your support system, and the really you mean, to sit down with yourself. This is, this is the fun and horrible part of like this show <laughs> is like we could just go way off, and Dr. Amy's like, yeah, no, but we're just assuming that we're totally on track. Um. Yeah. So it's like, she needs to sit down with herself because I've definitely had those moments. Like, you know, where I'm just so, and I don't, I don't like using the word busy, but like in a negative way, I'm busy. Like, I'm just like mentally just like, and I'm like doing the thing. And I'm just not in my connected groove a week. And my husband will be like, okay, like you seem like, how can I help? What can I do for you? And I literally can't even answer Because I'm like, well, you can't, you can't go to work for me. You can't do that thing. You can't work out at the gym for me. And I'm just like, but if I, so prior to sitting down with support, sitting down, because like, what do I need? Yeah. That's the first step. For sure.
1: Because then when you, when you can do that for yourself, one, because again, we're looking at, oh, here's another big concept I'm going to drop in. Sorry. We're looking for sovereignty. Ooh
0: shit I want to make sure we talk about that yeah well let's just so, talk about that right now what <laughs>
1: so in our own indiv- in our own individual expression we need to understand that we can get individually all our own needs met right there are other ways too within our relationships where it's like okay how do I if, is this a need for connection that really does need another person that like I you know that You want to be with your beloved and you want to spend time with them and you want that, that, that is like a piece of connection that does um, have a need that has another person associated to it. But also that need for connection can also be fulfilled within, Right. So when we're, when we're constantly looking for other people to meet our needs, we're operating in a codependent pattern. Yep. Is when we're able to stand in our own freedom and in our own sovereignty, then we're able to get our own needs met and then figure out, okay, where do I move from there? Brett and I talk a lot about this too. And this is a big thing that we moved into was when, when our, and it got to a point where I was like, I so didn't know who I was that he looked at me. He was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore.
0: Yep.
1: And it was because he was like, where are you? Like, what is going on? Where is this, you know, incredible free, independent, like woman that I married, like, where did you go? Where are you? And I, I was so detached from myself too, that I was like, well, I don't know who I am or where I am or what's going on. And for him to say that to me, was like, Oh shit. Like everything might go up into flames if I don't pull my shit together. And it wasn't me pulling it together in order to like make my marriage work. It was for me to save my own ass. Yep. And so when I realized that and I started to say like, what is it with me that I need to understand and deepen into and reconnect to, that's when everything on my external started to change, right? Above, down, inside, out. It's the same thing with everything, right? Yeah. So they, he, had, he had no chance of helping you because you didn't no, know. No, I had to do it for myself. Mm-hmm. And then it took us out of codependence and into co-leadership. So then we're both able to lead and step into the world and step into our own work in our own spaces as leaders, but as leaders together. And then now we're, you know, branching even more into this understanding of that individual sovereignty and what does it look like
0: in a united sovereignty space? So if you have a, you know, you had Brett, which sounds like he's incredibly emotionally aware and intuitive and supportive. Lucky you, I have one of those too. <laughs> but let's just imagine for a sec that um, a spouse who is listening to this and being like, yes, I am going to do a deep dive into what my personal needs are. And then I'm going to figure out how I can get sovereignty and like serve this like within myself. And then I'm going to use the language of I'm feeling X because this need isn't need isn't being met but their biggest concern is like my husband's going to freak out and think I'm attacking him. Like, how would you, how would you coach or recommend that person to enter this world of very emotionally verbal communication?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's the nice thing about nonviolent communication is that you can come into it, not from an emotional space. I think that also tone is met with tone. So when you step into a conversation with somebody if you are highly inflammatory already just in your own being but if you were to step in and be like hey i've been feeling some things around overwhelm and feeling really anxious and i would love to have a moment to talk with you about that number one the first thing also we ask for is is like space and again let me preface this. This has been like years of work. Like Brett and I have like deep conscious work on our communication and we're not perfect. And we still have our moments where we're like that which like whatever it is, (laughs) we will have like our little like, like snippy moments with one another. It's not all like, hi, right. Let's have a conversation. Um, cause we're both like fiery people too. So Uh, but the, the biggest thing that I always, whenever there's any kind of, and you could say it as quote unquote, a confrontational conversation or something that you feel like might be a thing, um, to step into the biggest thing that I always ask for first is consent for that. You know, so I'll walk into a conversation. I'll be like, Hey, like I'm feeling some things. I really would like to have a conversation with you about that. Do you have space
0: for that right now? Oh, that's beautiful.
1: That's because because like, like you've decided
0: oh, now's a good time. Yeah, and it and might not
1: be a good time for them, you know? Or like when you vomit onto somebody and you go, rah, 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 that can be really overwhelming for you because you're just unloading your shit all over them. Because you've been thinking about all these things and you've been diving into what your needs are and you've been dissecting all of this, but they haven't been in your head, right? So they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Where is this coming from? Yep. Um, so first and foremost, always asking the person, you know, do you, are you open to a conversation about this? Or I would like to carve out some time for us. When is a good time in your schedule? I want to find something that, you know, works for both of us, where you can actually be present. You can actually sit down with the person that you need to have a conversation with. And you know that both of you are coming to the table, um, in a good space, not in like a overwhelm in between while you're like, you know, one person's leaving, one person's coming home. Like none of that, like just have a moment and it doesn't need to be this big thing. And I think for her too, I'm gonna to go back to her question you know it's is saying i've been- fe- I've been feeling a lot of overwhelm because I feel like I've been putting myself last um, when I look at all the things that we're involved in, I really appreciate all the ways that we both individually show up in the world, and I'm feeling like I need to do more for me. Some of the things that I feel that I have that have been lacking are, you know, my need to get gym time in or spend time with friends or, you know, do some more reading and journaling or meditating. You know, those, those are things that I can have that give back to me that I haven't been doing. I want you to know where I'm at because I might need to make some more requests, um, of you in order to be supportive in order for me to get these needs met. Yep really because I want to be able to show up as my full best expression and full best version of me in this marriage as a partner for you. Right, I hear you. And when you communicate it as that, then it's not attacking. It's like, I've been like, and that's really what it is, is she's feeling overwhelmed and there's a lot going on and they've got busy lives. They've got booming careers. They've got a lot happening. I mean, there's so many different places that we could dive into this, you know, and it feels like she's utilizing you know, some friends and and support for dropping kids off. But I think for her, it's really looking at like, okay, well, what what is it that I really want? If I want to be with the kids more and I love my practice and I love where my practice is going, how can I get creative within my practice in order to free up more time for me to be with my kids? Yeah, yeah. You know, There's so many different ways that we can dive into things to rearrange. Um, But some of this, if you're wanting a different expression and you're wanting different things in your life, you're going to have to carve out different roots for your, the way that you show up in your day to day and the way that you show up in your routines.
0: Yeah. You know, one thing that like most recently, uh, so I can, I always have a hard time relating, um, on the like working out thing. Yeah, um, mentioned yeah, gym time. So and that's like a common thing that is mentioned in questions of like when do you work out? And I'm like, ooh, you're not gonna like the answer. I work out from 8 a.m. to 9 30 a.m. every morning, you know, like um, because I my schedule is that way. Yeah. But so recently Kirby and I decided to kind of tackle this new thing. And I was like, oh, I I don't where, where am I gonna find one to two hours? a day to work on this. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have said I was a morning person. I actually kind of posted a few weeks ago that like my morning routine is I kind of get up uh, sometime between six and seven and kind of like walk around the house, like a lost person. (laughs) Um, but this week, this past weekend we got really inspired by something and I'm like, okay, well I I need to find time getting up at five o'clock has been no problem. Because I I wanted to, like I wanted to get up, it was a priority. This thing that came out of nowhere became very important. And so, like, when I talk to someone, so if I if we were gonna say, like, well, Amy, get get up at five. Like it's freaking early. But if you want to know the people, men and women who are who work that eight to six and they've got the kids and they've got the this, they're either if you start asking they're either working out at 5am or 8pm. Yeah, I could never work out at 8pm. But yeah. like, you know, so um, and if, if her answer was like, Oh, I just couldn't work out in the morning or at night, then I go like, I don't think that one of your unmet needs is really like working out because it doesn't seem You know what I'm saying is like, if when something is important, all of a sudden, it's like, well, I'm working out. So I guess I'm waking up at five. Yeah. There's
1: no, there's no such thing as like, we don't make excuses for things. They're just not a priority. Yep. So. Her- and that's okay. There's yes. nothing wrong with that either. Like, I don't fucking want to wake up there. like, okay, well then I, then whatever you would be able to carve out in there then isn't as much of a priority as sleep, which is okay. Cause sleep is also a very important recuperative thing for people. Right. Yep. So I, again, like looking at what are those, so there's two things I want to bring up here. One, I love that you said get up early because it's finding those times in your day for finding stuff for self-care. And again, self-care doesn't necessarily need to be like, I sit in a room and somebody braids my hair and like rubs essential oils on me for three and a half hours. Like it doesn't need to be this fucking extensive spa weekend thing, right? Like that's another misconception about self-care. Also, you know, self-care doesn't need to be this like, Well, fuck you. I need this time for me. So, like, screw you and your needs. It doesn't need to be that either. It's like you just communicate what your needs are, find things that work both for you and the people that you need in order to support you, and then figure out how to get your needs met. Right. Yep. But it's being direct and prioritizing yourself. And I love that she brought up the point like, you know, I keep putting myself at the bottom of the list of the priorities. I was taking care of a woman, you know incredible woman at the practice, really amazing job. And she was two kids, like tons of shit going on all the time. And she said like in this past year, you know, one of her biggest things and one of her biggest mantras was like, I'm moving up the list and having that concept for yourself of like, I'm moving up the list of, okay, there's a lot that's going on, but I have to start moving myself up the list because if I'm continually trying to give out of like an empty tank, then I'm really just showing up as a really shitty version of myself in a whole bunch of places rather than being my most potent version of myself in the places that I really want to be. Absolutely. So when we look at trying to fit in these places, there's two concepts I want to introduce. It's one, finding, finding your sacred spaces throughout your day. So some of that might be that quiet of 5 a.m. And I've oscillated between, you know, having a really regimented morning routine that like gets done in the early morning. And I've also had ones that, you know, can kind of extend throughout the day. And I get like my movement breathwork meditation in throughout the day. Um, You know, you can do abbreviated versions of this too. We're currently doing like a Kairos Presence Mastermind group that's been going, we're in the twelfth 3 12th week of 12 weeks with a a group of 10 people and it's been really beautiful to see like how that you know commitment to those types of things um really does cause an amazing shift within people and so finding okay if i know that like these are things that i need how can i set my day up and how can i end my day with things that are beautiful brett talks a lot about this as well as like having a morning routine having an evening routine um and what does that look like for you? And so that might be, I need to get up 30 minutes earlier so that I can, you know, gently move through all the joints of my body. Even if that's just my morning routine, do 10 big breaths and then sit in silence for two minutes. Yep. That can be something that is just an easy add. Cause we also try to put self-care and, and putting ourselves as a priority as this like, well, if I don't have like three hours to do this, then I just, I guess I can't. But it's like, it can be 15 minutes and that's okay. It's just the dedication of being waking present up. and conscious. It's
0: presence and consciousness. And so, yeah, such a good point. I, I want you to make sure you hit that second point. But um, yeah, you're so right. We're like, oh, I don't have an extra two hours or an extra hour in my day. And it's like, well, can you find four 15 minute chunks? Yeah. And being like, this is my 15 minutes and not wasting a second on like okay, but hold on, I just have to like send that email. And it's like, no, start now, yeah. breathe. Breathe and meditate right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. And so even and and knowing,
1: like, okay, what is it that I need, what is it that I need to delegate and where where am I willing to delegate and where do I not want to delegate? You know, it's like, I don't want to delegate bedtime, but I could delegate doing somebody else doing my laundry. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't want to. You know, I don't, I don't want to do the grocery shopping. It takes an hour for me to like, or an hour and a half for me to go do this. It's like, what do you need to outsource potentially to free up your time in order for you to be doing the things that you really want to be doing? And sometimes yeah. that's a little bit scary because we feel like we have to be the ones to hold all the shit together. And also it's like the wheels aren't going to fall off if like, you know, if the towels and the, if the towels sit in the laundry for a hot minute, you know, it's okay. <laughs> so yeah. that, and again this is also she's at an interesting you know ages with the kids too being three nine and eleven because they're they're in a lot of different activities right there's like you've got to drive different. themselves yeah and so the and that's real too and it's like my kids are five and two so I imagine that I'll be stepping into another learning curve of figuring out okay what does it look like now what does it look like now that the kids are like playing soccer and in dance classes and have all these other things. But then it's like, okay, what do I need to shift around in order to show up in the way that I want based off of my priorities of my family, my children, my practice, like where, how does that all shift and how does that change?
0: Well, and sometimes it shifts on a week to week basis. Yeah, I feel right. like we, we just expect people like we, we, we see this formula or like, you know, we're like, okay, I figured out what I'm going to do every morning I'm going to wake up at 5am and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to fall asleep at 9 30 PM. Like after I've had sex with my husband for 15 minutes, like great, <laughs> everything I packed it into a 24 hour period wow. I'm drinking a hundred ounces of water and all of that. It's wonderful. And yeah. then when we're that rigid and it's like, okay, that's a cool, that's a great, like when nothing else is like when you have the energy to do that, do that. Yeah. But, Giving ourselves grace too to realize, like, but just as long as you know that the wheels are not falling off the cart, the week that like you're going into a new moon and you have a really heavy cycle and you're like, I don't want to get out of bed. I'm not doing it. The wheels are not off the cart. This is you
1: don't need to wake up at five. Maybe you like do drop off and then make sure you're 10 minutes, you know, before your shift starts at the practice, you do some breath work and some meditation. Yeah you know and so like i said there's so many different ways that you can look at this and like and and for somebody in this situation again we talked about like when we have these like seven seven million ways to answer a certain question too it's like okay well what what is it that she's really looking for and what are those needs that she really feels Um, need to get met and then who are the people that are going to help her do that like is that having more people help out with the kids is that hiring an an associate is that getting a coach to figure out like what are her business systems looking like and how can they potentially be more efficient is it you know getting um, somebody to help what whatever it is but it's like we have to first identify like what is the need What is it that you really want? And so we talked about having these sacred moments, having that sacred time, like we talked about of like in the morning at this time, I do my morning routine. And in the evening, this is how I wind down. And we also with this too, this has been a big revelation that I had through this, um, through this Kairos Presence Mastermind that we did was like, for me, I was always thinking like, Oh my gosh, like if I want to sleep in a little bit and it's a weekend and like, if Brett's traveling and teaching a camp or, you know, whatever, how am I going to, do I still have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and do my movement, breath work and meditation? And it's like, no, exactly. I just bring the kids into the fold of that. Yep. Right. So the routine doesn't need to change just because they're around, they get brought into the ritual. Because then, what are they seeing? They're seeing how to Care set their up. They're mm-hmm. seeing breath work. They're seeing meditation. They're seeing movement. And it's like you can do your own little thing, and then you can be like, okay, reach up, like archer. I'm like, reach up towards the sky. Be a Woo. And then I'm like, Try, like it's funny. I'm like, okay, do your breath work, and like they'll just be like, <laughs> and then they like go run around and do something else. But it, the morning routine looks slightly different. But it's like I don't have to take myself out of my life every single time, if that's not what is in the cards for that day. Yep. So it's folding. This is the concept that I want to bring in is, is stacking your self-care, right? So it's like, how do I find those moments where I can have, where I'm doing shit that I'm already doing or doing things that I already need to be doing? And how can I fold in self-care into those places, right? So it's like, I wake up in the morning, I can do 30 seconds Swing my legs off the bed, do some stretches, move through my shoulders, do a couple head rolls, start getting my spine woken up, like doing some wrist rolls, go into the bathroom, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth. As I'm brushing my teeth, I can do some hip circles. I can move my knees around. I can roll my ankles. I'm getting like two minutes of movement in without even having to do anything outside of what I'm already doing in the morning. Or like looking in my closet. I can be like stretching slightly through things if I need to pick out something to wear. And then, you know, driving to the practice, you two minutes in your car, park your car, put it in park, close your eyes and breathe. Do some affirmations. It doesn't have to be this big thing. And those are the things that'll happen on the days where I'm like, I need a little more rest this morning. Waking up at 530 isn't going to happen. Yep. So how do I fold it into these different places where I can
0: be like, oh, if I'm cooking dinner, I got a face mask on, like <laughs> <laughs> like yep. It's it's multitasking. Multitasking, it's multitasking. Okay. Oh my gosh, you're so right because we just we think that the people have who to like, isolate like, ourselves. Yeah. Yep. And, there, and, and is, like, there are moments where that's necessary. Yes. Yeah. Lock yourself in a closet. Um <laughs> but like, yeah, we totally do. We all think that like okay, if I asked you, like, do you think you're doing a good job of self-care? And you were like, yeah, I actually do. I think I'm nailing it. In my mind, I paint a picture that like you figured out how to chime a bell, do 30 minutes of yoga, then 20 minutes of meditation, then 20 minutes of journaling, and then 50 minutes of meal prepping. And like, in like, and we're like, No, I freaking like do some neck rolls while I'm like brushing my teeth. Well, that's a bad, that's dangerous. That one, but like, (laughs) but or
1: even even things like for me, it's like I have, and this is a great example too. I talk about it um, in Kairos Business Mastery too about like building your practice and building your practice with like the ideal people that you want to talk that you want to be serving and that you connect with. Right? For me, I was like, I need to start working out more. Like I was like, this shit is just, the, I, my whole background, I danced all growing up. I did my undergrad in dance. I danced professionally after college in like contemporary companies. Like I'm a mover. That's what, and I had put that on the back burner for a long time while I was in school. And while, you know, I had kids and I was just like, this, this is just ridiculous. Like I need to step back into this. And so how am I going to do it? I wanted to feel strong in my body again. And so I found this incredible studio that is like a dance and fitness, like empowerment center, really. Mm -hmm. And I was, I had been going there, we knew the owners from, you know, just being in, you know, we just sort of knew them. And I, I had taken an instructor's class and I was like, she was like, Oh, like, you're really great. I can tell you have like movement and like body understanding. She was like, have you ever thought about teaching? And I was like, actually, I have thought about like teaching here, but it was years ago. And I, I mean, I taught also that whole time. So for me, I was like, yeah, like, sure. I'll do the little like audition for whatever. And they were like, you're amazing. We want to hire you. I was like, cool. So now for me, here's a great way to stack your self-care and get multiple needs met. On Wednesday nights, I teach a class. It's body weight exercises, like bands. I get to do whatever the hell I want for 60 minutes to like, again, Beyonce songs. Like, it's amazing. It's on the face of the planet. And it's filled with people that I resonate with. It's filled with like incredible humans that are just open and like really powerful women. And it's just this really great space for me to one, hold myself accountable to other people in a space of service to be able to step into a place of artistry as well as athleticism that feels good in my body that I can train. Three, be able to like dance around and have fun with a whole bunch of hella cool people. Four, like hang out with people that I ideally would love to be taken care of. Five, like it's just, it hits so many different places for me. And so to have that as one place that meets so many of my needs, like it meets my need of connection, community, authenticity, and artistry, expression, like all of these different things. Yeah. And it's one hour a week. And it's like, I have a nanny that will come on Wednesday night because... That's in the practice. So it's like, she comes for two hours. Like I have her come two hours. Great. She's like a babysitter. She comes, I go, I teach. And for me, it's like, I get to work out. I get all these other needs met. So it's finding those places. Like, where is that? And they also, they have childcare too. So if I want to go take class, I just look for a day where I'm like, okay, they have, they have kiddo care at this time. So I'll go at this time and go take a class or I'm not in practice at that time. And they have a class and the kids are in school. So I'm gonna go do this. I don't need to like I'm not gonna vacuum and and do all this other shit because I decided I need I'm gonna hire a cleaning lady to come. Move myself up the list. Like yeah. I moving myself up the list.
0: Cause when yeah, i I love that idea of finding um something that fulfills multiple yes, exactly. because you could have been like, okay, well I have a need for communication or a community. So I need to find time that I can get lunch with my girlfriend every week and I need to move my body. So I need to go to the gym three times a week at like, yeah. just like, that's great. But how present you have to be one, you have to know yourself and your needs Yep. otherwise, and you have to be present and kind of remind yourself because I, I mean, I would venture to guess that maybe there are some weeks where you're like, ugh, I just don't have time to do this. Like, I really w-. like you could list that class as an obligation and like yeah. add it to the busy. You know, if you were just being really like low vibration and not like yeah. Ugh. And so and there are weeks where I'm like, oh god, I'm tired. But then I walk in there, and I'm like, oh, I fucking love it here. Really <laughs> <dope."> like, <laughs> I want to come take a class with you from Rice like So
1: that's I like that's also what I'm what I'm talking about too is like building your community and find finding those places. Again, like I, the biggest thing that I can say in order for her to, to say, to, to answer her question is like, yeah, we can have, we can have the quote unquote ability to do it all. We don't have to, right. There's ways that we can be like, I need to audit my life. I need to do some deep inventory of like, what is it that I'm doing? I'm running on autopilot, but I feel like I'm burning myself out. What is it that's, that is meeting me with resistance and not in reciprocity? Because if I'm just banging my head against the wall, because this is the way that I've always done it, but I'm not happy in the rhythm that I'm living my life in, then something needs to change. And that's okay. (laughs) It
0: is totally okay. It's totally okay. Yep, this is and that was something to 30, 36. Like this is what happens in your thirties. You went into default for the last, you know, eleven years. Your oldest is eleven, and uh, and now you're like, wait, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Feels none of my needs. So feels their yep. needs, not mine. So totally, you are an absolute pleasure. <laughs> this was not even remotely when you read this question. <laughs> Do you think this was like the avenue we were going to go down? You know, it's From a. Where? You never know where we're gonna go <laughs> I always um so when you listen to this episode I'll have done a prayer before because I always like start an episode ah. with prayer and like I feel like um one of the biggest things I always ask for is just like just channel what this person needs to hear because yeah. holy shit I can get off on a tangent that I don't that person could be sitting going like no no, that doesn't help me at all. And so, like, I think I think it was a divine intervention, a blessing of like, in right. you who have a slight ADHD, this is what you <laughs> talk about. This is what Amy needs to hear. So, yeah. all right, leave the people with where they can find more of you. Um, so you can find me.
1: I I will say this: I'm probably the best at connecting with people through Instagram because I'm just either on my DMs or back and forth with things. Um, So it's at Dr. Kate Jones. Um, You can find me through all things Kairos as well. So Kairos Training Culture, um, you can go to kairostrainingculture.com um, or on our Facebook page. Also the source chiropractic. If you're in Oakland, you want to come like cruise through and check out the practice, the (laughs) source Um, yeah, those are probably the three best places, but for me directly, I would say, hit me up on IG or on my Facebook page. I typically respond faster on Instagram than I do on Facebook. I just realized that I didn't have that messenger app on my
0: phone and I had like 14 messages from people. (laughs) I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Um, People is a jerk. Their app, sometimes they like hide it. Like if we're not friends. They do. I don't know. It's so where does that go? I
1: didn't even know this was in there. So yeah, I'm I'm usually a lot faster to respond um, on IG. But yeah, we're going to be doing, we're releasing schedule for 2020 for KTC coming out soon. So I'll definitely be jumping in the mix, facilitating uh, this year, which will be really exciting. And we're doing some. We're actually we're doing a big event in March on the twenty, the weekend of the twenty first in Oakland. Um, through mm-hmm. again through Kairos, it's going to be geared towards the public, but it's called Soul Revival. So it's going to be a pretty incredible event as well. So more, many, many details to come. So many things to come. So many things coming out. Brett and I are releasing some projects too. So. <laughs> Gonna be it's gonna be a big year. That sounds awesome. Oh, thank you so much. You are so So welcome. Thank Thank you so much for having me on here. It was a blast. I had so
0: much fun chopping it up with you. (laughs) All right, she slayers. That is the amazing Dr. Kate Jones. I hope you loved this conversation as much as I did. (laughs) And until next week, bye guys.